Many of you have asked for it, and so I spent some of my paternity leave creating it, an introductory stoicism course. The best part? I've launched it using Gumroad's pay-what-you-want model. So if you want to pay $0, you can get the course for free. That's right, free. Learn more and enroll in the course by going to understandingstoicism.com. That's understandingstoicism.com. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. So I'm going to do something in this non-episode that is going to be very not what this podcast is about, although it's going to be entirely about this podcast. And the point of it in telling you the story is, I think, to get you to become a supporter, a paid supporter of this podcast. So this is this is a call to action for you to electively decide to pay $5 a month to get an, to basically to support this project. Now, if, if you don't want to hear that, do not listen to this episode. I don't want you to listen to it. Um, you don't have to listen to it. And I know some somebody will probably say one star for even at, for even creating this episode. I know that somebody's going to do that. So skip it if you're that person, because this isn't meant to get in the way of any of the content. It's it's meant to, it, like I said, it's meant to appeal. I, w- I want to tell the story of this podcast, and I think in order to do that in a really genuine way, I have to do something that makes me very uncomfortable, which is not edit this, <laughs> because if I uh, if I edit the breaths out or I engineer it too too much, like I do with all the all the content I create for the podcast, it's going to seem performed uh, more than it is a a genuine call to action and genuine story, a truthful story. So, so if you're not interested in that, um, that's okay. Just Skip this episode. You're not missing anything. I need more people to decide to take $5 of their hard-earned money every month and support this podcast. I want to be very transparent about this. The podcast is not going to cease to exist if people don't do this because the podcast is important to me. It's also a way for me to for me to maintain my own personal practice, right? It's it's more than just a piece of media performance for an audience. It's also something important to me. That said, 
it's not going to grow. It's not going to probably be able to do the things that I would really hope that it could do if the finances that it, or the revenue it's able to generate doesn't increase. Now, again, for sake of transparency here, how much revenue does it currently make? Well, at the moment, there are roughly, on average, somewhere between 80,000 and 100,000 individual listeners of this podcast every month scattered all over the world you know, across 100 and I think the last time I checked, it was like 170 something countries, which makes me feel <laughs> so, so weird, so weird that that many people are listening to this. Um, and of that number of people, I have 112, I think, or maybe 114 people that support the podcast through Patreon monthly for five five US dollars a month. And I have had people in the past do things like um, buy lifetime ad-free access to the podcast for a one-time payment of $100. And I don't want to discredit that sort of support because that was helpful support when those deals were running. Um, that money actually, sorry, that was my chair. Uh, that money went towards a lot of the costs involved in me relocating from the U.S. Uh, to the, I have a creaky chair. <laughs> it's a pain when recording episodes in general, but you're going to hear it in this, uh, in this recording. Uh, a lot of that money was used to help me kind of make the transition uh, to the UK. It's a big part of me being able to afford my down payment, for example, to, for all sorts of different things and, and to money for the baby and things like that. So I don't want to write off the non-monthly support, the one-time donation stuff for things I've offered in the past. That's also helpful. But the monthly support is the thing that it, it really enables this project to continue to be my sole focus. Now, you might also be thinking, wait a minute, Tanner, you've got ads, baby. You've got ads in a big podcast, so maybe you're making more than what you just suggested. Um, yes, that's true. I'm making more than just the patron money. Let's talk about how much that is. When you hear an ad on this podcast, it's because the dynamic ad insertion technology, DAI, has identified you as being geographically relevant to the advertisement you hear. This is especially true of the ads that I read, right? The host performed ads is what they're called. And it's also true of the stuff I don't read. Like if you ever hear a commercial for Amazon or something, I have no idea that's the commercial. It's just the DAI tech saying, the DAI technology saying, this person is listening from Oklahoma, Amazon or whatever, presently wants to push a product in Oklahoma. So let's give this person that ad. So I'm not always deciding what the ads are, unless I'm reading them. But even when I read them, I'm not deciding who hears them. So if you think of all the people who listen to the podcast, it's not when I, uh, when I read an ad, it might only be that that ad gets heard 30,000 times, or what's more common, 10,000 times, 10,000 impressions. 
And if they pay $20 per thousand impressions, then I guess I've made, what, $200 or something for, or $600 for 30,000 impressions or whatever it is. And then I have to split it with my network in a, a percentage that is roughly 60-40. Now, if I only have three advertisers who are paying for 100,000 um, impressions a month in total, and they all had a $20 CPM is what it's called. Well, you can do the math and you can figure out that I might be making, you know, $1,000 a month in ad revenue presently, which is not nothing, right? It's not nothing. So this podcast right now earns me, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of, let's say, $2,000 a month. Now, you might think that's nice for extra cash. <laughs> that's true. It would sure be nice for extra cash, but it's not extra cash because, to be frank, um, creating this podcast is not a part-time endeavor. Creating two episodes a week while the runtime of those two episodes collectively are under two hours, uh, it doesn't take just two hours to manage that, right? I have to find guests. I have to read books. I have to write posts. I have to participate in the marketing effort of the show to make sure these things get seen, right? It's, it is a business that probably takes up, I don't know, 25 to 30 hours of my week. And that is combined with no other job because it's really difficult to find 25 to 30 additional hours a week when you have a job. Not to mention the fact that I've just moved to the UK, so I don't really have a <laughs> really have a, I don't even know how to find a job here, to be completely honest with you. Um, so this podcast is my full-time job and affords me the kind of money that I just outlined, which has to change. And the only way that the ads become more valuable is not if I have more of them, because that doesn't matter. It's if I have more advertisers interested in reaching more people and I have more impressions to offer. If I could offer, if I could fill a million impressions a month, well, I don't know how many times a thousand goes into a million, but it would be that times 20. And that would be, gosh, that'd be pretty good. I mean, let's, let's do that math. I'm going to do that. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use Siri here. Hey, Siri, how much is 1 million divided by 1,000? It was 1,000. <laughs> oh, everyone who's educated elsewhere than the American public education system, and maybe even some of them, is saying, how did you not know how to do that in your head? Not a mathlete. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, so 20 times 1,000, oh, my gosh, that'd be so nice, right? That would be amazing. That would be, if I'm doing, if I'm doing my head math right now, that would be like $20,000 a month. Could you even imagine 20, 20 times 1,000? Is that right? Times 1,000? Not editing. Really embarrassing myself here. $20,000 a month with a 60-40 split. So I don't know. Let's see. 20,000 times 0.6 equals, gosh, I can make 12000 a month. Taxes here in the UK are pretty steep. That might end up being like, five to six thousand dollars a month uh that'd be pretty great <laughs> right but 
it would also require a million impressions, which I just, I can't really, it's not easy to generate right now. And it requires the CPM to always be $20, which is sometimes it's only $5. And right now I realize I'm kind of talking over some heads that don't really understand how ads work. And sorry for that. So I'll stop doing that now. But the idea that this podcast through ads is ever, ever has a reasonable opportunity for making, you know, five to $10,000 a month in the same way that a, you know, a, a reasonably good career, I think $5,000 a month is something like 60 or $70,000 a year, which is what I would love this podcast to be able to do. In order for that to happen, the audience would have to, fuck, it would have to like, sorry for the swear. It would have to like, it would have to triple. I'd have to have a, a, I'd have to have an audience probably three times the size because even if I had a million, if I had a million listeners, I wouldn't necessarily have a million impressions, though I could maybe make that work. Again, I'll stop talking about the ad stuff, but there's just no reasonable way that this podcast is ever going to become as big as it would need or as popular as it would need to become in order to, in order for me to make the living that I would really like to make, that I, I can't make that living if I'm just relying on ads. However, a $5 a month, if I had a thousand of you paying that, that's, that is a lot more, that's already achievable technically, right? And I want to talk about maybe why you would care to do that. Why would somebody give two shits about Tanner making a full-time living as he's defining it, $5,000 pounds, I guess I have to say now because I live in the UK. Why, why should I care about that? I, I think one of the reasons you should care about it is that there's not a lot of content that tries to do what I do. Like It's really nice to get these emails from people, especially a lot of young people, or, or at least I, I perceive them to be other younger than me, probably. Um, that you know, you've changed my life. You saved. Some people say I've. You've your content. Your podcast has saved my life, which I think is some. I read that and I think that can't possibly be true, but it might be true. Maybe somebody was suicidal before they listened to this podcast, and now they're not. I don't know if that's true, and if somebody's telling me it's true, I guess I have to take. I have to take it at face value and believe them, and that is such a rewarding feeling that this content could possibly have that kind of impact on even one person, let alone the many people who reach out to me on a monthly basis to tell me how important this show is. So I think one reason that it's worth supporting is that it's, it's having that kind of impact, right? Beyond helping me to continue doing it, helping me to continue to have that kind of impact I think is one reason that someone would elect to spend $5 a month to support the show. Then, of course, there's the fact that you would get rid of ads, which I know people pretty much don't like ads. Um, but there you go. There's that. And then there are some extra benefits in the Patreon, like occasionally you might get an episode early or I'm like, for example, Will Johncock is coming into the Discord server uh, tonight quite late for me, actually to have a, a, a Q&A just with Patreon supporters who are in the Discord. This chair, I'm really sorry, it keeps clicking and making noise. Um, so things like that, the, you know, the, the perks that I try to give to people who elect to do that to make it even more worth it to them. 
beyond just an ad-free version of the podcast. And then maybe also, and and this might be me thinking too much of myself. I, I hope it doesn't come off that way. But there's this thing that, and maybe I have to talk a little bit about my history in order for this to make sense. Uh, but um, before I opened my studio in New England, I immediately before that was working at the United Way as an IT manager. And being having been a nonprofit before and being a nonprofit then, there's a lot of conversation about how much people in nonprofit are paid. And a lot of people that I worked with, including myself, were in nonprofit at fairly high expense, a personal cost to them, right? A job that is worth, let's say it's worth $70,000 in the, in the open market. If you go nonprofit, there's a really good chance that that 70 turns into 45 or 50. And if it's 50, then it's a real good chance that it turns into 30 or 35. And so everyone who is in nonprofit as a general rule of thumb makes less than they would make in the private sector. Now, there are other reasons. I mean, there are reasons for that that make sense because their their salaries are paid through donation. And so you want to impact the mission uh, of a uh, of a nonprofit as as little as possible in paying the people who deliver the services or products of the nonprofit. But there's something that comes up a lot that is if you make a lot of money and you work at a nonprofit, there's something disingenuous about you working at the nonprofit. If you make $100,000 a year raising a million dollars a year for the homeless, for example, or child poverty, there's, there's always a fairly large, unfortunately, contingent of people that think that, you know, you, there's something not honest about you because you're making a better living than they are maybe. Um, but you're supposed to be there for philanthropic reasons. So you should... Uh, to some extent, suffer as much as is possible uh, is acceptable to maximize how much of um, individual or organizational donations um, can go, like the effect that they can have. And this is, there's always been something about this that's bothered me because we, we don't seem to bat an eye when somebody who does a far less important thing makes $300,000 a year. You might say, man, good for them. They worked really hard in their career for 10 years, 20 years, and now they're making 300000 Man, they really earned that. But as soon as you in, in, um, insert anything about charity, nonprofit, or as it happens, philosophy, education, things like that, now if you're making good money or if you hope to make good money, there's this kind of well, yeah, 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 that's okay for those people who aren't doing things that are for the greater good, but it's not fine for you because you're supposed to be doing something for the greater good. So there's a weird thing that happens that if you're doing something that is supposed to be about other people, you can't, you, you have to be very cognizant about how much success you have. And this is, you know, I've faced this criticism. I have faced it in the past. People sometimes put it in reviews on the podcast that if I were a real stoic, there wouldn't be ads in the show, right? If I were a real stoic, I, I would never ask people for money for the content. So if I were a real stoic, I would, you know, not care about anything 
or be concerned with anything except the free delivery of content, no matter what the cost to me, which is a mentality that I'm not going to stop. You know, I, I can piss and moan all I want about it, but I'm not going to prevent a lot of people from feeling that way. So one of the reasons, I think the strongest reason to support me, or maybe the second strongest, because certainly the impact of the show, in my opinion, is is the greatest value of the show and is the biggest reason someone should choose to support it. But at least another reason is to make a conscious decision to help to, do I want to use the word enrich here? Because it has the word rich in it, and that's not necessarily what I'm trying to say. But to send some sort of signal that, you know, I don't just want people who do work to make money to be successful. I would also like it if people who do work to be helpful could be even slightly as successful as those people who show up to work every day just to make money. Because while I do need this podcast to be a job, it is a job I'm choosing, which I think counts for something. I could easily not do this, right? I, I could just keep a journal, <laughs> right? right? The, the reason it's a podcast is because it's not a journal. If, if it was really just for me, I, I mean, I could get the benefits of stoicism in a private practice and never talk about it, never have a show. That's not a threat. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but, but that's, that's true. The podcast is, exists because I want it to benefit other people. And I want it to make money because I want the thing I do to make money to be a thing that helps. And I could get an office job. I could go, I was an electrician's apprentice for, well, earlier in my life. And I've, where I was a quality control guy at a concrete company called Mashmeyer in North Florida. I crashed a car actually. That's why I lost that job. <laughs> oh God, that's a funny story. Um, I, I rear-ended a, a BMW that was, I think, I got how old was I? I don't know. I was in my early 20s, probably. And I rear-ended this BMW, and then these two young, girl, young girls about my age at the time got out, and it was their dad's car, and they'd borrowed it, and they were so pretty. And I was like, oh, I can't turn them in. <laughs> I let them go. <laughs> and I didn't file a police report. And the owner at Mashmar, who was a father of a friend, was... So upset with me. So upset with me. Oh, man, that was funny. Anyway, I don't know why I just told that story. Uh, yeah, I've completely lost my train of thought because that's it's part of the ADHD thing, folks. You, sometimes you forget what you're saying. Um, so maybe I'll just, I'm not going to edit it, but I'm going to stop the recording, go back to listening to what I was saying so I can come back and actually pick that point back up. Hold on. It, it, through the magic of no editing, it'll seem like this didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Right. I can go get an office job. Like I have other skills. I could be a, I could go back to consulting. Uh, I could go back to audio engineering. I, I could do any of those other things that I've done in the past. I mean, I've owned, I've owned a lot of companies in the past. I've had a lot of jobs in the past. If I told you how many, you probably wouldn't believe me, but I have a, a very broad skill set. There's a reason that I can, you know, I can write this podcast. I can engineer the podcast. I can market the podcast. It's not very common that one person can do all these things. And that's not to pat myself on the back too hard. It's just to point out that there are other ways I can make a living. And I would make certainly a lot more money than I presently make doing this podcast. So one might even argue that it would behoove me to make a living doing something else. 
But I am trying to make as honest and concerted an effort as possible to make this the thing I do for a living because being a quality control guy at a concrete company or being an electrician's apprentice or be my brother's a sign manufacturer, for example, or he was before he hurt himself. Um, you know, being any other thing would certainly be in service to me and my family and that it would help me to make money and give me some stability and, and all those things are important and worthy of being cared about from a perspective, from the stoic perspective of oikiosis and circles of concern, et cetera, which is the, has been the theme of this month. Um, so all of that makes sense. And I would never talk down about jobs like that. I mean, I know people in it and cybersecurity in particular, which is another, um, sort of job I've had in the past. I worked for, uh, well, I don't think I need to go into that. I've already named one company. He's hopefully not listening, <laughs> but we'll get a good laugh out of it if they are. Um, I know a lot of people in cybersecurity who genuinely love that work, cybersecurity, and feel like they are, I mean, they feel like they're saving the world, man. They really do. And they get so much, they get so much out of that work. And to be quite honest with you, I think that that's true of anyone in any position. Or it can be true of anyone in any position. But for me, God, working in IT was like, you fix the same printer a thousand times. It felt like you never fixed the printer, right? And when you did, who the fuck were you fixing it for? Like, not somebody who even wanted it to be fixed because it not being fixed was helping them to take a longer lunch break. You know, like it's not, it doesn't, it's not very rewarding to me in particular. And, and, and you know, I have to go with what's rewarding to me to, because I'm the only, you know, that's, it's me. It's, I'm the person doing the thinking. So I'm not saying that I couldn't do another job to make money. I could, maybe I should, but I would love the audience, I would love you, the individual listener hearing this right now, to want to be part of something that I think is is fairly rare. They make they make movies about this. I just literally got done, not about podcasts, thank goodness. I just got, uh, got done watching with my wife. I would have never watched this if it wasn't for my wife saying that it looked exciting. The, the movie Tetris from Apple TV, that's all about the story of Tetris. And there were so many times in this movie where like the desperation of the main character to like make this thing succeed re- resonated with me so much because it wasn't about it wasn't about the money, although to some extent this is a very different story because he's he's not me. He's not doing the same kind of work I'm doing. But there was something about like there's a there's a part in the movie where it wasn't about the money, it was about doing what was right for the person who was getting screwed over. And Something about that resonated with me because I know I'm not saying anybody's getting screwed over. Um, at least of all me, I'm the only person to get screwed over. <laughs> I'm the one who makes the podcast, but there something resonated with me about this hopeless fight to chase this thing that you genuinely genuinely believe is possible. And think that, to in some ways, think that you deserve maybe, but certainly think that other people deserve this. this scene. I don't want to ruin it, but there's this scene where his wife and child come home and he's just, he's so angry because he's just been cornered by really dishonest people. And he feels in that moment, or at least this is what I get, he feels almost abandoned by his family, but also very guilty 
for being in a position to have spoken to him the way that he did when he was upset. And I'm just like, man, I feel like I've been in that position so many times on this, in, on this mission to try to, to try to make my own way on my own terms. Right. Of course, there's no such thing as making it on your own. There's always someone else involved. Um, I'm asking you right now to support this podcast. So you're involved. It's not just me, but I guess the one, what I was trying to say was that it would be nice if more people in this audience wanted to be part of helping a person who genuinely just wants to do a good thing and make the doing of the good thing, the thing they do all the time and can, can commit all their time to want it to be part of making that happen. And I guess that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm hoping you will do after hearing this unedited <laughs> random string of sentences that I feel very strange about putting out live, but I'll go ahead and do that. I hope that I hope that you'll do it. I hope that you'll go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members and you'll sign up to be a patron and give me $5 a month to help support what, what I'm trying to do is make a living as a content creator, which is super hard. And, you know, you might say, I'd love to do that. I don't have the spare income. That's okay. I don't want you to break the bank. If that's going to hurt you, I don't want you to do that. $5 might be a lot of money to you. And if it is, there's no judgment. I'm, I'm not going to ask someone to, you know, cancel some other bill in order to help support me. This isn't, this isn't for you if that's you. And if you're somebody who is already supporting, maybe you support five other creators and you're just tapped out on the money that you have budgeted for supporting the creators you value. I'm not talking to you either. I don't want anybody to inconvenience themselves or take away from anyone else that they support. But if you're somebody who has $5 laying around that you can spare every month and you feel comfortable about putting it towards something like what I'm doing, for some of the reasons, or maybe your own reasons, some of the reasons I just talked about, or any reason you could come up with, then you're who I'm talking to. Whether those are dollars or pounds or you know whatever other currency, pesos, whatever other currency I could think of, whatever it is, if, if you can do it, and maybe I've convinced you to do it in this, good God, 30-minute recording practically. I better wrap up quick. That's longer than most of my Monday episodes. <laughs> I'll get some criticism for that. Uh, Tanner's episodes are also short on Monday, but when he needs help, God, there he is talking his fucking head off for 30 minutes. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to oh, boy, people are going to give me a hard time for that. Anyway, if you're convinced, um, I would really appreciate you becoming a supporter. It would mean a lot to me. Um, for all the reasons I've already outlined. You can go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members and become a patron. You'll get ad-free access to the podcast. You'll get access to things like what I'm doing with William um, or Will Johncock and future you know, member-only type interviews and things like that. And you'll help me achieve a dream that has that I've been trying to achieve for a long time. So... Thanks for listening. Take care.